would like to say good evening to everyone. My name is Felicia Hamilton. I will be your host and your moderator for this evening's class. Welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan branch. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. The Southfield, Michigan branch was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan branch is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Ewell and the vice president is Dr. Ronald Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct and original name and title of the father, the word or son and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the heavenly father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any characters or letters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our father and his son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being 
that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen, only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given into salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place and a court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitutional objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race or nationality creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we will have a prayer by the Dean of the Southfield Michigan class, Dr. Marvin Lewis, followed by scripture, which will be Daniel, the third chapter, and that will be read by our visiting brother, brethren, Dr. Paula Brown from our Saginaw, Michigan branch. Dr. Lewis? 
Good evening, everyone. Um, let us all bow our hearts and minds and take this opportunity to thank Yahweh once again for having blessed us with being able to be present to hear this great teaching and this vision and revelation given to our founder and dean. We ask that Yahweh allow us to endure these troubling times and these stressful situations that we find ourselves in constantly. We also uh, ask Yahshua to elevate our understanding so that we can maintain and gain more confidence in him that he is carrying out his father's mission and that all things that the father has given unto Yahshua the Messiah, we are able and willing to receive at his instantaneous revelation. All these things we ask in our brother and Savior's name, Yahshua the Messiah, let the assembly say hallelujah. 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 Good evening. Good evening. Today's scripture um, is Daniel, the third chapter. I'll be reading out of the King James Version of the Bible, inserting the correct and original name of our Heavenly Father and our Savior. That's Daniel, the third chapter. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the, pl in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, excuse me, then Nebuchadnezzar, the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the province to come to the dedication of the image with Nebuchadnezzar, the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the shelves, and all the rulers of the province were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then and herald cried aloud to you, it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackcloth, sackcloth, sorcery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And who so followed? not down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, cyclop, sorcery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshiped the image, the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, cyclop, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whosoever falleth not down and worship, worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. 
there are certain Jews whom thou hast sent over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, cypher, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that Elohim that shall deliver you out of my hands? Meshach, excuse me, yes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, who are not careful to answer thee in this manner. Excuse me, let me start that over. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. If it be so, our Elohim, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his is that vintage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was want to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Meshach, excuse me, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished astound, excuse me, and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, true, O king. He answered and said, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of Elohim. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the most high El, come forth and come hither. 
Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and the captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the Elohim of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have sent his angel and delivered his servants that trust in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own Elohim. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the Elohim of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other Elohim that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the providence of Babylon. That was Daniel, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Brown for the scripture and Dr. Marvin Lewis for the prayer. Uh, before we begin today, just a couple of housekeeping items. Um, when you're viewing the screen, please be aware that there is a delay from when the moderator actually clicks the, um, the next screen before you see it. So sometimes there's a little bit of a delay, but be patient, it does come up. And we'd like to welcome and thank all our visiting brethren visiting with us from uh, the United States and from Canada. I see two brethren from Canada. It's so good to have you here and all our other brethren from around the country. Thank you so very much for coming to visit us today. And for our first speaker of the evening, we're happy to call Dr. Jean Brown from the Southfield, Michigan branch. Dr. Brown. Good afternoon. I Good really afternoon. wasn't planning on this. I thought we were doing a green chart. Nope. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it is a pleasure um, to be with the brethren. Um, I really don't have that much to say. I, I guess everybody say that, but I am really fortunate and I am really uh, happy with the Holy Spirit of Yahshua Messiah. I um, get, got another little habit that I'm doing. Every time I think about something that I shouldn't be doing, I think about him. I bring his mind to my lips. And uh, just, just, I just, I'm just in love with our, with our creator. You know, I, I, it's not, no other words I can say. Um, there's nothing that can separate, separate me from the spirit of Joshua. But, uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Brown, I think we may have lost you. Are you on mute? You put. I think you put yourself on. There you go. Oh, sorry about that. That's okay. But, um, you know, I've always wanted to go to different parts of the world, but now I'm doing that. If anybody can hear me in wherever we're zoomed in at, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just really, I'm just, just blundering. Mm -hmm. And I just want to just say uh, hallelujah. And uh, thanks for calling on me. And 
All praise and love go to Yahshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Brown. And it is an honor and a pleasure to call on our next speaker, the president of the Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Edward Yule. Dr. Yule. Oh, I'd like to say good evening to the class. Good evening. And it's always a pleasure to give a testimony of the things that I've learned since coming down to this school. And um, we have so many witnesses that you just can't dispute the truth, although that's what half of the world is doing, but more than half the world in religion, because there are only a few, only a remnant that are going to be saved in this um, present kingdom age and ushers into the ages to come, which is eternity, you know, on the ages and dispensation. If you pull that up, um, We see we have everything abides within Yahweh or eternity. And even today, if we take a Romans 1, 19 and 20, which takes the natural things to understand the spiritual things, uh, Yahweh has permitted man to have inventions um, since the beginning of time. So. If we go back from the beginning um, in these different ages, um, we had um, first the angelic creation, then the physical creation coming right out of it. And the time began with in the age of conscious or in the Adamic uh, chart, which I don't wanna get that, but time began um, when Yahweh um, started the ball to rolling and he, no one knew how time began. And even today, most of the world don't know, but we know having a vision and a revelation that explains how the creation came about. Um, there are different theory of evolution, theory of creation. Those are the big two disputed. And then those subcategories, all kind of false beliefs and then the four or five major religions all believing in something other than the truth but there was a beginning and in each age something happened to end that age so at the uh, end of this first age um, we know that it ended with the flood and the flood just didn't happen in other words, it was purpose because of the coming from the Garden of Eden, and I will go to conclusions on much of this is that um, after Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden uh, and had a first offspring named Cain, um, that satanic spirit was in him. He became the first murderer, the first liar, and that's been innate in man since that time. Liars, killers, murders. That's, so we know that the end of this creation is declared right from the beginning. So we had a murder right out of Cain. And then that old boy, he's a multi-murderer down here at the end of this age and the age 
that we're in now in this present kingdom age, you know, which is a spiritual age. But um, we know the revelation of Yahshua the Messiah, which we have already received because he has come. He is come. We're not looking for Jesus or another Messiah to come. Uh, he has already come and given us the understanding. He's put his spirit in us so that we can understand his language. Um, and he's fulfilled all the things that were written all the way back again um, from Adam and Eve and Cain. And so, again, at this flood, just get that over in Genesis where uh, Yahweh, you know, in other words, it's his creation. So he has, he's Mr. I will be what I will to be. So everything he will to be has happened. And so we can look at the whole earth plane. All the nations are on lands on earth. There was a beginning, and that land has not grown in some many cases. Tsunamis, earthquakes have changed the characteristics and makeup, but we still have just air, land, and water. You know, that like he made it be like that because he took um, uninundated, uh, nothing earth into something, and that's on that uh, Moses chart, but I don't want to get that, but just get over there and uh, what, know the, how wicked the people were. I think it's Genesis 6, 3, 6, 5, somewhere in there. Okay, that's Genesis 6 and 13. Where it says that they were evil continually. And okay, here we go. That's um, 5. That's Genesis 6 and 5. Yeah. And Elohim saw that the wickedness of, of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now, now they inherited that from Cain, who was the father of lies, murder, and all those things. So it displeased Yahweh to see how man had become up to that point. So read. And it repented Yahweh that he made had, that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Okay, continue. so that's showing you it repented him. So as a result of it, you don't have to get it, but a flood came and gets that part where it says uh, it, the flood killed everybody, saving those that were in this ark. And uh, you don't have to get it, but just then he made a covenant with Noah. Uh, get that over nine, uh, in Genesis 9 and 8. After the flood, only Noah, his three sons, and their wives, and Noah's wife. So only eight souls crossed over from this age. In other words, this, this first age, which is the age of consciousness, and then into this age. And so Noah had preached. 120 years that this was going to happen and nobody believed him. So the flood came and everybody perished. So then Yahweh made a covenant with Noah after he, his three sons and their wives and his wife, what to do. In other words, they were given a commandment, a covenant, then a commandment from Yahweh. Read. Genesis 9. Oh, you're going to read. Go ahead. Write it. Excuse me. No, you're good. Genesis 9 and 8. And Elohim spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, 
And behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. Mm -hmm. keep, mm -hmm. So keep reading. Okay. And, and with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl of the cattle and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Okay, so read all the way up to 17. So he uh -huh. made this covenant, you know, and again, covenant being a testimony or some, no, you got to do this. In other words, ain't no escaping this. He gave a covenant to him, covenant to Abraham, covenant all the way down the line. But anyway, this was the Noatic covenant. Read. Uh -huh. Still 11 verse. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And Elohim said, this is the token of the covenant which I make, which I, which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. Perpetual means forever. In other words, mm -hmm. you put a rainbow in the sky. Right. Say, this ain't gonna happen. The ain't gonna destroy it by water again. Right. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Mm -hmm. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and, and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy the flesh. Now, when Yahweh say something, he means what he say and he says what he means. That's right. You know, me and you may say something, uh, particularly with me, I may say, I'm going to do something at a certain time. I look and I'm an hour late already. Oh, and, you know, we don't have control over much in our lives, but Yahweh has control over everything and everybody at all times. Oh, he never sleeps. So this is what he did back here. And, and see, we have to know these things that are true and we won't have to believe in uh, evolutionary theory on how we come from apes and all kind of other garbage. Right. I don't want to get into that, but we know that we have a pattern how man is made, all the kind of things you can't deny. People are make, trying to make a lie out of the truth. But at any rate, I wanted to get to the end of this um, age. And then uh, in this age, you know, we had, um, let's get go right to Abraham and Melchizedek and, and Genesis, good Genesis 12 first, because uh, that's the first time that he really let Abraham know that he was chosen. Uh, Yahweh is, in other words, Yahweh is writing everything. And that's why when they got down to Yahshua, they'd always ask him something. He'd tell them, say, well, he kept the same story. Just begin with Moses because Moses wrote of people way before himself, all the way back to Adam and wrote how the creation came in. So he was definitely inspired by the Holy Spirit to Holy Spirit was in uh, Moses. He had to, I can't help us. He had to say precisely what Yahweh had him to write in those first five books of the Bible, which uh, millions and millions of copies have been written, printed in different languages all over the world. But still, people believe in other things other than the truth that's hidden in a mystery in the Bible. But uh, get what I asked for. Genesis, the 12th chapter. Yes, uh-huh. Now Yahweh had said unto Abram, Abram, 
get thee out of the uh, out of thy country and from thy kindred. Now, and see, from Abraham thy... was down there in old Babylonian in a province called Ur of the Chaldees or Chaldeans, and they believe in pagan. Everything was made out of wood or stone was the kind of thing. Matter of fact, the whole earth believed in at that point paganists or gods that were made out of things that come from the ground. Read. Now Yahweh has said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, just that sentence right there. This is Yahweh speaking. Mm -hmm. Read that one more uh, time. Uh, 12 and 3. And I will bless them that bless thee mm -hmm. and curse he, him that curses thee. And in Excuse me. And, and me, to where you bless all families of the earth be blessed. All families, not just some. In other words, this is a, a covenant that Yahweh is making with a chosen man in history, who they call now the father of nations, both Jew and Gentile. Yahweh is telling them, look, Abe, I'm going to bless everybody through you. That's why you have to have an illegitimate child through Hagar to pick up the Gentiles because Sarah, his half-sister, was truly his bride. Now get over there where he, years later, he done uh, left out of Babylon and uh, walked the brief length of uh, Canaan land. And uh, he was told to sacrifice his uh, son who was of a promise. In other words, he was promised his son when Sarah was old. He, Sarah was 90, he's 100. And they had a kid. And it's documented. So get it over there in Genesis 14 and read fast on this. I want to read eight, uh, 14 and 8. Okay. okay. Got it, Paula. Thank you, dear. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Genesis 14 and 8. And there went out the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adam and the king of Zebulun, and the king of Bela, the same. Uh, I'm the sorry world. about that. Get uh, Genesis 22, where he's going to okay. sacrifice Isaac. That's what I went, really was on my heart and mind. So jump over to that. You can, okay. you can you get that on that uh, um, purpose pattern chart. Okay. You just go to get... that cell. Just go to that cell. Explain, blow it up a little. Yeah. So this is what I was really wanted to get to, where he was told to sacrifice that promised son. And um, it just wasn't possible because Yahweh is running the show. Okay, it's right here. I think that's Genesis 21 or 22. Okay, that's Genesis the 22nd chapter. Okay, reach verse one. Yeah, wherever you want to start, Paula. Yeah. And it came to pass after these things that Elohim did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. 
And he said, take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Mor is Moriah mm -hmm. and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I have, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went onto the land, excuse me, onto the place of which Elohim had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. So he had faith. Even before the instruction, you're going to offer your son up for burnt offering as a sacrifice. He already just demonstrated his faith. He always believed what Yahweh said, no matter whether it was a bip or bop, he believed in Yahweh. And it says two or three times in the Bible, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So he had faith. So just get to the point where the angel stayed his hand so I can move on. Okay, so that's 22 and 11. Yep. And and the angel of Yahweh called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thy anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest Elohim, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his home. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. So he didn't have to offer Isaac. Yahweh sent a sacrifice himself. So that just showed there the faith that he had, or he was willing, but he knew in his heart and mind that there would be a resurrection because he had always told his servants, tarry he for us till we return. In other words, we're going to be right back, no matter what. He had that faith. And that's why I just wanted to move from there. Now, go back to ages and just station. Okay, now, um, during this post-Diluvian age, after the flood, there were several things that happened. In other words, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, they populated the whole earth. Um, Canaan land and all of Africa was basically uh, Ham populated through Canaan and his Ham sons. And then Japheth, uh, they went up to the northern part of the world at that point, uh, which included Russia and uh, Europe. And then um, Shem's offspring, they were so-called the Semitic. So they stayed in the, in the middle areas of the Middle East, where we now have um, Iran, Iraq, and all those places which once were populated by um, Babylonians, uh, Syrians, you know, whoever ruled the world back in those times. In other words, there were many wars. And so during this period, um, all the way up until David, and he being the second king, because after they uh, came out of here, they didn't, they didn't have a king. Um, 
they went a period of like 400 years and that's the way it is from after Joshua, there's a 400 year gap in the chronology of a Bible that's time just missing before they start Matthew. So, but backing up into Judges, they had many wars with all those nations in the province of the Middle East, not only Canaan land, but Ethiopia and other areas. And so a lot of stuff happened in here where King Melchizedek, Abrahamic promise again, which we went through that. And then uh, the law was established of the Old Testament. In other words, the uh, 613 ordinances. And then all of that was fulfilled. And the thing is, is that we have a scripture that say that uh, rightly dividing the ages. So we gotta be able to know that we've already passed this back here to the left of Yahshua's death, burial and resurrection. So when that happened, it ushers us into this spiritual kingdom on earth, a spiritual assembly, uh, the body of Yahshua. So we have to worship in spirit and in truth. You know, we can't be dilly-dallying, but we gotta know the truth as Yahshua said, and the truth will make you free from all forms of garbage. So in this present kingdom age, get over there, um, John 17 and um, one, and read that for me. Uh, These words spake Yahshua, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father. Mm -hmm. That's John 17 and one. Mm -hmm. These words spake Yahshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. Now this what this prayer, okay. he's saying glorify thy son because he at the end of his mission because he had fulfilled all the things that were written in the law of Moses and in the Psalms and the prophets, all everything in it. Where it's in Hebrews and uh, Psalms 40. Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It's written to me to do thy will, O Yahweh. So this one, Yahshua Messiah, he's fulfilled all those things that are in the past. Or in the past, they had to worship a certain way. They had to do certain stuff. People are still trying to worship certain ways and do certain stuff instead of worship him in spirit and truth. So he had to let them know that the time has come. Read. Second verse, as thou hast given him power over all flesh. Now he had power over everybody. Everybody. In other words, everybody. That includes 100%. In other words, nobody escaped this one. He, he has power over everybody. Well, some don't believe that, but he, the, the one that made earth and made you and everything in it that you can see and can't see, he has a power over all flesh. Read. That he may, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given now, him. Now, this is a promise. In mm -hmm. other words, he's got the power to do something and he's got the power to to fulfill it and hand it out. In other words, he giving you that thought in your mind and your heart. If you hear something and it gets into your ears and goes into your brain and you divide it up from motor to sensory, say, wow, I'm right or wrong. And that's how simple things are 
if you use that what you're endowed with, a motor and a sensory function, right, right and wrong. You can hear, you can see, you have some senses, but he has a power to give eternal life. And he's the only one that has that power ever will have that power, read. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true Elohim, and Yahshua the Messiah, whom thou have sent. Now he's declaring what it is, uh -huh. that you got to know him, something of him. And he's the only one that can do this. Read that one more time. And this is life eternal, that thou might know thee. That you know, uh -huh. that you know him. The and only he true Elohim. Two, yeah, and, uh -huh. yeah, and he only gave two commandments. Love uh -huh. me and then love your neighbor like you love yourself. Mm -hmm. That ain't shouldn't be hard to do, but mm -hmm. the world is hating upon mm -hmm. hating upon hating, mm -hmm. lying upon lying upon lying. Mm -hmm. So we can't go that way of Cain, the father of lies. Keep reading. Mm -hmm. I'm to go all the way down the chin. Mm -hmm. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true Elohim, and Yahshua the Messiah, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work with He's thou. Finished the work. He's not setting up nothing else for you to do. He's did a good job of declaring and doing and fulfill. Fulfilled means to finish or end, not to establish or start. So believe on the one that's sent. Get the uh, name chart real quick and I have one more thing to show and I'll be down. Now you see over here where it say that the, thou art the only true Elohim and Yahshua Messiah who has sent. And so in this spiritual condition, shape and form, he is pure spirit, invisible, incomprehensible. Those nine divine attributes, intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, love, beauty, justice, foundation, power, strength, imbued into his superincorporal body as Yahweh Elohim. That's who created all things in that physical form and superincorporal form. But then he had to later another job. This was first job was to just get out of this pure spirit state, get into this superincorporal state. So this was putting on his work clothes. And Holy man of Yahweh spake as they were moved by this shape and condition. That's who got in their mouth to tell them precisely to say that secret is that Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua, these three are one, one and the same, not a trinity. That's why that cloud isn't separated. One, two, three. And then over here, Yahshua, the son or manifested in the flesh, he just get over that Colossians one start at 1 and 12, and I'll finish up with that. Start at 1 12 in Colossians. That's Colossians. About Yahshua the Messiah, our Savior. Read. Colossians 1 and 12. Giving thanks unto the Father. Giving thanks hath, unto Yahweh. Which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance. Shaping of the us up. Of shaping us up for this inheritance. He's shaping us up. 
who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son and who we have redemption through, the, through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. He saved us like he said he was. Life is, eternal that he had to give. Read. Who is the image of the invisible Elohim? The first he's just the image of that, just like it's invisible here. He's just the image, but he was manifest in the flesh, like that first Timothy says, seen of angels and all that. He walked in his own earth that he made. It says in one John one and ten, he's in the world, world made by him, and they didn't know him. But many has believed just on his name, he saves. But finish this up. Go to 17, I'll be finished. Colossians 1 and 17. Go, and he, I read from. Oh, keep going. Ahead. Okay. Who is the image of the invisible Elohim, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in that, heaven. That's again, it said just like it did in Open John. Mr. Have power over all flesh, all things created by him and for him. The same one, read. That are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. By him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Okay, keep going. You, you at 18? And he 17. is the head. That okay. was 17. Okay, that's there. That was, go just read 18 and I'm through. And he is the head of the body, the assembly. Now y'all hear that? He's the head. Not the foot. He's the head. That's the head. Every person born start with the head first. Mm -hmm. Even down to a little chat pole. You know, that's spiritual, but that's so natural to understand the spiritual. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the time given me and hope someone got some out of my discourse. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Yule. Enjoyed that. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call on one of our brethren from the North, Dr. George Light from Canada. Dr. Light? Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure well, to be you. here. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Um, can we go back to the scripture reading, please? Uh, Daniel, third chapter. I like this chapter. I like because I, I believe this is to telling us also how we should be in the sense of, um, uh, sorry, just trying to grab the scripture here. Um, so if we could just read, sorry, uh, first chapter in Daniel verse, uh, 19, mm -hmm. 18, start in 18, if you would, please. That's Daniel 1 and 18. Now at the end of the days that the king has said, he should bring them in. Then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar and the king communed with them. And among them all was found none like Daniel. Hannah, is it Missal? Hananiah. Hananiah, thank you Michelle. very much. Mm -hmm. Missal. And Azariah. And, and Azariah, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
and therefore, therefore stood they before the king. Continue. Yes, please. And uh, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even unto the first year of King Cyrus. So the, the Daniel, Meshach, the, and I'm going to let someone else say all those names. <laughs> that other person said them very well. Um, they go, they're, you go in before the king, and when they're uh, communing with him, the king sees that they're 10 times, 10 times uh, that and all, all manner than their magicians and astrologers that were in his realm, 10 times uh, wiser than those were. So then when you come over into the third chapter that we were reading a scripture reading, you'll find out that, um, I think it's verse eight. I'm just trying to follow along in the scriptures. Okay. Uh, okay, so verse seven, three, seven, please. Go ahead, Dr. Hamilton. That's Daniel three and seven. Therefore, at the time when all the people heard the sound of the comet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Okay. So here are the Chaldeans coming and they're accusing the Jews. Okay. Why? It goes back to chapter one. That's they're right. jealous. Mm -hmm. They're jealous of Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, and Daniel. They're jealous. So this is, once the king sets this up, then they go to get, have them persecute it. Mm -hmm. um, so then it reads about the king and over, I think it's, sorry. You're Again, just trying. Uh, uh, just verse, if you could do start at 15, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Verse 15. Now, if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall, you fall down and worship the image what I, which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that Aloha that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If we be so, our Aloha, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This is exactly in my in my mind, anyways, the way Yasha makes it feel in my heart. Absolutely. This is exactly where we should be. Mm -hmm. They are not afraid. They're not afraid of the king. They're not afraid of his authority. And they're not afraid of his threats. Why? Because the, the spirit that's in them is, is, it has them not afraid. They're not afraid. 
that's what the that's what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do for us is make us not afraid. If you read over, I think it's in Second Peter, uh, where it talks about, and I believe the previous speaker spoke about it. Uh, is it First Peter, Second Peter one twenty one? If we could just get that for a minute, just I'm going to come back to Daniel, but Second Peter one twenty one. Yes. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but the holy men of Yahweh spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So holy men of old spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing the teaching. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing the revealing. It's the Holy Spirit that's given the strength, the Shadmach, Reshach, and Abednego to say to the king, we don't care what you do. <laughs> it doesn't matter to us. And, and, and that's how we have to be in the sense that I'm 65. So sooner or later, we know I got to pass on. And, and, and when it comes time for us to be at that final moment, we certainly have to have the trust that Yahshua Messiah is going to deliver us because the promise is of eternal life. Somewhere along the line, we have to have the strength through the Holy Spirit that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We don't care what you do, King. Throw us in. If, if, if we're saved now and come out of the fire, good for mm -hmm. us. Right. If not, we don't care. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have... We have the Holy Spirit telling us that we will be delivered. And, and, and that's exactly where I think we need to be right now because we are in troubled times, folks. And you need all the confidence through the Holy Spirit telling you day in and day out, you're okay. I got you. That's mm -hmm. what the promise is, is that he's got you. And, and that's what we had when he talked about Abraham and Isaac, the promise he was going to offer up his son because he had faith through the Holy Spirit that his son could be delivered from the death. That's what we're after is having the confidence and the understanding through Yahshua Messiah that we too can be delivered. Um, so we know later on, Daniel also gets called up and thrown in the lion's den. And again, it's the same thing. I don't care. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried about what's going to happen to me on this earth. Because we know you can read over there somewhere further. I don't know the scripture. And it talks about if this earthly vessel that we have is destroyed, we don't care. We have a, 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 a an eternal body, an eternal existence after this flesh is destroyed. Um, could we just... And I'm not going to be here long. There's another Canadian that can speak. <laughs> uh, can we get First uh, Kings 18? I think it's, let me see. Um, uh, 18. We'll read one and then I'll skip down a little further so unless I find it. First Kings 18 and 1. And it came to pass after many days that the word of Yahweh came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. So here it came to uh, the word of Yahweh came to Elijah, word of Yahweh spirit, because we know that I, we know after reading Peter that he's going to go with the Holy Spirit's going to move him to go over here and speak. Uh, if we could skip down to 
19, and we're going to read a little bit here, if that's okay. That's first King 18 and 19. Yes, please. Now, therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. Elijah came unto all the people and said, how long hop ye between two opinions? If Yahweh be Elohim, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of Yahweh, Yahweh. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under and call ye on the same and call ye on the same of your excuse me, what am I saying, say, and call <laughs> you on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of Yahweh, and the Elohim that answers by fire, let him be Elohim, and all the people answered and said, it will well spoken, it is well spoken, and Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first, for ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under and they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon saying oh Baal hear us but there was no voice nor any that answered and they leaped upon the altar which was made and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said cry aloud for he is God he is a God Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and latches, latches, till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was passed and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor I'm any gonna, that regarded. I'm gonna stop you there just for a second. So here we have the number of the, of the, the <clears throat> prophets of Baal and the prophets of the, says poles, I guess that's, says something else in the King James Version. Yeah, groves. Groves, okay. So there's 850 of them and Elijah. <laughs> Elijah isn't afraid. Elijah is, is up against 850 and he's not afraid. Um, and here they, they, they do their sacrifice. He's willing to go in front of all of Israel and declare and show who it is that, he's, uh, that he worships and that he is the true well. And that's exactly what we do every time we have this Zoom class is we're declaring to the world, hey world, we're not ashamed of this gospel of Yahshua the Messiah because the name is true. 
the, 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 the tabernacle patterns true, what it represents is true. Yahweh is pure spirit. That's true. Everything we say is true. And we're saying to you, check it out. Don't just believe us, like the founder said. Check it out. Well, check us out too. Go look and see what the see what the name of the Creator is. Prove it to yourself by examining what is said to you in these lectures each and every day, so that you can come to a knowledge, and understanding of your Creator. That's what He wants: <laughs> is you to right. do. That's why He's done all this. He didn't do it for nothing. He done it so that you could have a knowledge and understanding of Him. So here's Elijah. He's up against 85th, 850 of them. They're doing all kinds of things. And and by the way, Baal means Lord. Just for those who are listening out there, that's that's who they were calling on then was Lord. They weren't calling on a, a, a name. It was Lord, title. And we did, we explained that here in this school as well. But anyways, so they they do they're doing it all day, and then they're now they're cutting themselves and getting you know doing everything they can to get their God to answer them, and there's no answer. Um, so if we could go on to verse thirty, no answer. Eight hundred and fifty of them. We're outnumbered every day, folks. <laughs> Just look around. We're outnumbered every day. <clears throat> and Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of Yahweh that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of Yahweh came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the, the stones he built an altar in the name of Yahweh. And he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order to cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran round about the altar and he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Yahweh Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art Elohim in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Yahweh, hear me that this people may know that thou art the, thou art Yahweh Elohim and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of Yahweh fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, Yahweh, he, he is Elohim. Yahweh, he is Elohim. And Elijah said unto them, take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brink, Kishon, Kishon, and slew them there. Okay, thank you. So mm -hmm. here, here Elijah makes it even harder on himself. It, he has confidence in Yahweh, the Holy Spirit, 
he has confidence in Yahweh that he is able to perform whatever Elijah is about to ask. Because you'll see there's structure to this. The 12 stones representing the 12 tribes. It's the evening sacrifice. It's going, I'm not going to get into all that. It goes according to the tabernacle pattern. It goes according to the evening sacrifice. So here, <coughs> excuse me. He does everything. They put it on there. They pour three or four barrels of water on it. Everything soaked. And here he, 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 Yahweh consumes the stones, the wood, the water, the sacrifice. He consumes everything. And confidence in Yahweh is what is happening here and showing us that we too have to have confidence in Yahweh through the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. That's important. That's imperative That's right. that you recognize that in you and that you have that confidence or that faith that we've seen throughout the scriptures. And Yahshua Messiah uh, showed that by all the, all the miracles and everything that he performed. So anyways, then they take the prophets of the Lord, Baal, and they destroy them. Uh, I'm just going to get Romans 118. Please and thank you. Romans right. 118. For the wrath of Yahweh is revealed from heaven against all unholiness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them, for Yahweh has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nature, so that they are without excuse. And that's talking about the same thing we're looking at here, the prophets of Baal. They held the truth in unrighteousness. They knew they didn't. Lord, they were calling on him to do something. He couldn't do nothing. And holding it in unrighteousness, we're, they're going to be accountable just like these prophets were accountable. They know what the name Yahweh is. There's all kinds of things. You go into dictionaries, encyclopedias, you'll see that the name is Yahweh. You'll see that the New Jerusalem Bible put the name in there as Yahweh. I think there were like six, 6,228 or something in there. And then in 2008, they decided not to put it in there anymore, to take it out. And they called it traditions of the Jews and that. They know what the truth is. They're holding it in righteousness. And what's going to take place with them is they're going to be destroyed. That's what Yahweh's telling them. That's what Yahweh's telling us. And we have confidence in I think it's John 14, 26, when it talks about the comforter. Is that the right verse? Yes, it is. Okay. That's John. Thank John you. 14, you're welcome. John 14 and 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And that's what we have now is the comforter. Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, comforter. Daniel had the comforter. Isaiah, comforter. He was not afraid. He was not worried. And as, as we can see the, the way this world is, is going right now, 
as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in our days, that we, we're looking forward to and seeing that this thing is going to end sooner or later. And we need to have the strength and confidence that the Holy Spirit is going to do exactly what he said he would do, and that is deliver us from unrighteousness and, and deliver us deliver us on into eternal life. And with that, I'd like to say hallelujah and praise Yahshua and thank you very much. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Dr. Light. Enjoyed that. And Dr. Light alluded to it already. So for our other fellow brethren to the north, we would like to call Dr. Lionel Von Manju from the Hamilton, Ontario, Canada branch. Well, good evening to everybody. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be here. And you, you very rightly called when you called George uh, uh, in the north because George is further north than I am. He's, uh, at, okay. he's at 44 degrees north latitude. Uh, I'm at 43 and you guys are at 42.47. And so, oh, wow. so, so I'm in the middle of you guys, but we're not putting that up against the tabernacle pattern or anything like that, but just being sassy with you. But anyway, um, I trust you guys are all well. It's a pleasure to be uh, joining the Southfield and International and all viewers out there, brethren, again, in, in the spirit of Yahshua the Messiah. Um, as the very first speaker talked about, and that was uh, uh, Dr. Brown. Yeah, Jean Brown. Yes. And she talked about, you know, um, wanting to travel the world. And you very much have that opportunity to do that while sitting in the comfort of your home because um, there are there's an international Zoom class that takes place preaching the same gospel. It's early in the morning on Sundays and you can listen to brethren in Ghana, Zambia, Australia, Malaysia, the Bahamas, occasionally Canada, you know, if I'm there, whatever else. And, and of course, some wonderful souls in the USA and sometimes some folks from Jamaica come on there and that gives you a flavor that this gospel is a type and shadow has gone out and we need to continue to preach the gospel That's uh, with, right. full, with full vigor and uh, full full vim and all those things that go with it. So um, we did lose a brother in uh, in Zambia, Kitwe, Zambia. Charles Kabala passed away. I'm not sure if many of you knew that at all or not, but uh, I, I did because his father was his father, James, was taught by my father. But not by my father specifically, but the spirit that was working in my father at the time and then. James taught his kids and Charles was very much involved in the Kitwe class. And he has, when I was in Charlotte there, uh, he was just, had just gone into the hospital for COVID and his wife had COVID, his nine month old daughter had COVID and his little boy had COVID. And um, the rest of them made it, unfortunately, uh, Charles spent about two weeks in the hospital there and passed away on the Sunday, uh, I guess this, this past Sunday morning or maybe on late on a Saturday, I'm not sure exactly, but, uh, it's a big loss for those folks. So this week I traveled to Zambia, uh, not physically, because that's a problem and not easy to get there. But psychologically and emotionally there, I, I was blessed to watch clips of the Zambian funeral for Charles Kabala. And it was interesting to hear them singing their local tongue, which I don't understand the words. Uh -huh. and all of a sudden, as they're singing away, you hear the name of Yahweh. Yahweh, yes. And you sit there and you, you know, your hair stands on your arm. Like it doesn't matter what language it is. They're preaching oh. the name of Yahweh in some far off country that Yahweh purposed that to be, that he brings things together for his purpose and his will. Right. As, 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 as Dr., uh, as the second speaker, Ed was speaking about as well. You know, he will be what he wills to be. Anyway, I, I just share that, that 
you know, I've passed on the love from the brethren to the, the folks in Zambia. And as a result of that, I've been in contact with a few more people in Zambia. And it's interesting to get a pulse and flavor of the folks there and the, and the zeal they have for the gospel and, and you know, and, and try and connect some of those people with some of the other Zoom classes here sometimes, you know, the time zone's a bit of a challenge, sure, but, you know, they're, we all need lifting up. They do. We do over here in Canada. I know George and myself can attest to that. You know, where George is, there is no class. And where I am, we're a very small class. But we labor on. Last man standing, right? And um, so when you go back and you look at the, where George was in, the, in Kings there, and, um, and, and you see there's a principle there. I'm just sitting here listening, listening to the guys cover the book. Well, well the number, you got four barrels of water, right? Zero is a placeholder. So you have like 40 there, or the fourth step in the, in the tabernacle. And then you get the blood, right? they're by the brook. Okay. So you get the water and the barrels have water and you get the, the, the blood of the, of the people that were obviously the sacrifice that was required and the blood of the people that were slayed for their, for their disobedience of the Yahweh and their worshiping Baal. You get the blood, water, spirit, and, 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 and that's just in the 40. Well, in the spirits, Yahweh coming down and, 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 and lighting up that, that sacrifice to prove his power of his namesake. It's just, anyway, all these little things you, you look back and you can read through the book and you miss these things. And for myself, that's a takeaway for this evening because I hadn't really looked at it that way. And, and, and that's why we always have things to learn. I'm just a student like anybody else. But let's go in that same 18th chapter, uh, 1 Kings 18th chapter, and let's go to uh, uh, 46. 1st Kings 18 and 46 yep. all the way down and the hand of Yahweh was on Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel yeah he's carrying on with his mission right he just went there and, and you know proved the power of Yahweh to those people that are worshiping Baal and Yahweh is a consuming fire and like the scripture lesson right what happened they put Meshach Abednego Shadrach in the fire and look there's four in the fire and they're all one there. <laughs> Come on out. And they're crawling out of the fire. And that's, really, you know, like you don't see people crawling out of the fire, you know, uh, you know, but they did because they're one with that. They're one with Yahweh Elohim, that consuming fire and have that unity of the spirit that, you know, fire can't burn fire. They just kind of move on, move on right through that, you know, but then let's go in the 19th chapter and let's go down to, uh, and let's go to 14. First uh, Kings 19 and 14. And he said, I have been very jealous for Yahweh thy Elohim of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Don't you feel lonely? Mm -hmm. okay. oh, you guys just started having in-person classes and you feel that love that, that you mm -hmm. can feel almost everyone's heartbeat and they're breathing there and you feel the togetherness. But in standpoint, it was the whole world looking at you or I were just a speck, you know, in the world. And it's easy to feel so alone. And, and Elijah here, he's, he's, he's jealous for Yahweh Elohim because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant and it's not the first time they forsook his covenant and it's not the first time they threw in his altars and it's not going to be the last time all along all along the line they're bereft with constantly being proven by Yahweh and coming up short 
And the same principle applies to us in this day and age at the same time while, while we're chastening, we don't want to come up short. And we always have to look in the mirror and identify what's going on. You know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Woe is me and all these different things or whatever you want to call it. But we have to, uh, you know, straighten up as, uh, as, as Ed had talked about, you know, and, and uh, you know, and labor on and be of good good cheer despite the challenges and it's it is not easy i don't need to tell anyone but that uh my experiences are nowhere near the the experience of many other people on this call that have had uh horrible horrendous things go on in their lives and never wish for but we know that um yahweh is not slack concerning his promise and with every challenge he brings forth a good thing and it takes a while to see it and and you really have to stand still and see it sometimes and he did that with delivering the children of Israel, he did that with the ark, providing safety. He did that with the with Abraham raising up Isaac through the child of promise. And he said, "Hey, I'm old." Abraham said, "And my wife is barren." And Yahweh can raise out of those stones or that death state. He can bring life out of that death state. And the life we expect isn't not nece isn't necessarily what you expect. You know, it's that it's that carrying on of that gospel and so forth. You know, as as much as it's tough for the folks in Zambia losing a key member of their class there. It's an opportunity for other people in that class to reach out to others to get support and help to move on and for others to step up and, and, and be proven to move along. You know, Dr. Gill passing is, is, is tragic and, and not pleasant either. And, you know, is a great steward of the gospel. And yet at the same time, you know, what he stuck to, we have to carry on and, and preach the blood, water, spirit, 40, the death, burial, resurrection. No different than other, no different than, than you guys, Pastor Dean, not that long ago either and you know when all the effort and the pain and, and the, the tears and the hard work that they all did to you know carry on the gospel to keep it straight is a beautiful thing here he is elijah thinks he's by himself uh, verse 15 15 first and elohim said unto him go return on thy way to the wilderness of damascus and when thou cometh anoint hazael to be king over syria yeah and Jenu, the son of Nishai, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. Yeah, let's jump down to, eight, let's jump down to 18. There's a whole series of first. instructions, which are mm -hmm. fine, but for time and just for clarity, you just go jump to 18. Because here he's thinking he's alone. I'm all by myself, Yahweh. You know, the, the, the children of Israel, they broke your commandments and they've thrown my altars over, thrown your altars over. You know, this isn't looking so, <laughs> this isn't looking so good. It's just me, right? As, as he's saying it. Read on, uh, 18. 18th verse, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. Yep, he's reserved 7,000. He thinks mm. he's alone, and lo and behold, you are not alone. He's right. reserved so many unto his name that haven't forsook the name of Yahweh and the power of, of that salvation, which is Yahshua the Messiah, the Holy Spirit in you. He hasn't left you comfortless. He's tried your comfort, absolutely, and will continue to do so, but has not left you comfortless. That's right. Let's go to, uh, you know, you, you know, you you look at what's going on in the world and horrible stuff. Obviously, I feel so horrible for the uh, the uh, the uh, servicemen and, and women that are you know experiencing tough times in Afghanistan for the people trying to get out. And you, and you look at it, you know, if you have a passport for the West or somewhere, or let's say an American passport for the sake of the majority of the audience here because there's some Canadians there too you got your passport that you know your citizenship and you're trying to get out right and the country your country or my country we try to get we stop 
rescue flights ourselves, but trying to bring your national people back, right? And then all the other people help the coalition forces and, and your government wants to do all those things. I'm not trying to go political, but your government's trying to help you out and so forth. And they get as many as they get, and they, but they're not gonna get them all, right? That's man's thoughts trying to rescue man's thoughts. It's a good idea to get as many of them out of there because you know you don't wanna, you know, all for all the service they helped and the threats and stuff, you know, but man's trying to get all of his and he can't, but Yahweh will get all of his. He will leave the 99 sheep to get That's that right. one. And, so, and I just only bring that up not to go on the political side of it, good, bad, or this administration or that administration. It doesn't matter. It's an example for us to pay attention that Yahweh is not going to lose one of his sheep. He's going to leave the 99 and get that one. And those 99 best not be upset when that one's brought in. That's right. Because it, it completes the assembly. And you think of that in the vineyard, right? Those workers that went in the field in the morning and those at noontime. You know, the, the ones that went in the morning thinking, hey, we should get more than the guys that went at noon. Right. And, and lo and behold, someone maybe at 4 p.m. And, and we're all getting the same weight. We're all getting the same Omer. Right. Grateful you get an Omer, you know, be part of that body of Yash, the Messiah. And that's, right. that's it. Every body has many members, right? Like a physical body does in terms of cells. And each cell has a different function. Some are more glorious than other parts of the body. We all know that. You know, but be grateful that if you were part of that body of Yahshua Messiah, that you're that in, that you're in that assembly. Um, let's go to John 14. Um, and uh, the scripture lesson is always wonderful. Is wonderful, and hopefully we'll get back there too. But uh, John 14, and uh, let's go to uh, five, please. That's John 14 and 5. Thomas saith unto him, Rabbi, we know not whether thy goest, and how can we know the way? Yep. Yashua, I'm sorry to stop you. Probably one verse at a time. That way I don't cut, cut you off because I don't want you. I appreciate what you do. Um, you know, the, when Thomas asked those questions, you know, you could easily have left that out of the book, but it's so important to be in there. To point out the way so that, that Yahweh through Yahshua can explain his purpose and plan here as in this manifestation. Okay, verse six. Yahshua answered unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yep, no one is coming unto the Father but by him. On the day of atonement, on the in the, in the on the Moses chart there, you know what when they have that tabernacle and they're doing that service there, um, on the day of atonement. Those, they're not seeing that check in a flash unless that high priest goes into that tabernacle with the garment of beauty and glory on and does, and he's got to go in there with blood and he's got to go in there with that breastplate on as well, representing the people. They're not having that check in a flash and blowing the trumpets in the day of atonement and having Yahweh pleased with them and having their sins forgiven for that moment in time unless the high priest was doing that. And the high priest had to atone for his sins the sins of his family, the sins of the people, and so forth. Well, Yahshua the Messiah is that true high priest. Why? He has no sin. And we're all, he's bringing, you know, he's bringing us into his assembly, into that body. He's the way, the truth, and life. No one's getting to the Father except by him. Right? Read on. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Yeah, you've seen him, you've seen the Father, you should know me, because what, we're, it's really speaking at a deeper level that Yahweh is a unity. 
Mm. You know, we didn't say, hey, you see my father, he's way over there, and you see uh, the word of son over here, and here I am. You know, no, he's a unity, right? He said, glorify me as it was way back in the beginning of uh, the beginning of time and so forth. Okay. Um, let's go down to uh, um, go down to 12, please. That's John 14 and 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. You can spend a lot of time just on that 12th verse there, you know, and, and all these, these verses and so on. Very, very, you know, he that believeth on Yahshua, right, the works that he does, that Yahshua does, those that are with him are going to do that as well. After the Holy, after the Holy Spirit's poured out, and then on top of that, greater works we would do, right? Joshua the Messiah was walking around before the before the uh, crucifixion, burial, death, burial, resurrection. What's he doing? He's fulfilling, right? He's taking that Mosaic law and all the covenants beforehand and taking them out of the way to bring them to a, a finish. He's not instituting those things. You can't institute something that's already been started beforehand. You know, then then you're just a copycat or something like that. You know, trying to do a cheap rip off of somebody or something, right? You know, but he's not there to institute. And those works that they're those those that are listening to him are going to do are greater than his works. Yeah, he healed people, right? And we know that in Acts the third chapter, Peter and John healed that guy outside the temple called Beautiful, right? You can check that out. And you know, Joshua fed people, and lo and behold, those disciples, those disciples, when they become apostles, after they appoint upon the Holy Spirit, are going to feed people too. They're going to feed right. people with that, that Holy Spirit by preaching that gospel, right? right? And greater works. Well, Yahshua the Messiah wasn't, wasn't, he was fulfilling at this moment in time. It's the Holy Spirit's got to be poured out, then cause that spiritual conversion, right? That's the greater works they'll do. Because as Peter, James, and John, all those boys are teaching the gospel to the Holy Spirit, they're doing greater works than Yahshua the Messiah walking the flesh in the sense of converting the soul. But they could do none of that without that Holy Spirit, which is poured out. And that's why Yahshua Messiah had to go to the Father. If he doesn't go to the Father, you're not doing any of that stuff, right? You're, then you're still, you know, if he doesn't finish those things there before going to the cross and fulfill those things, then you're stuck under that old covenant. And you got a problem because they couldn't keep it. It was contrary to itself. It was the schoolmaster, legion master, Yahshua Messiah. So now he's there, okay? And he's demonstrating those things. Verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. It doesn't, doesn't say uh, the name of your, asking the name of your dean or your state dean or your international vice president. No, uh, not Kinley, not myself, right? In his name, name of Yahshua, right? Mm -hmm. By no other name, but we all know those things and it's not to be cute in, in, with those things, but it's, it's, you can know something and know something so much at the same time, you continue to have to go back and be reminded of these things because you would never have imagined how people you have loved and respected have, have gone on a, a tremendous detour without checking out things, without believing the report. <laughs> they just follow the signs. Oh, we've got to, we've got to follow the leader. This guy's going the detour. So we'll follow this guy, not knowing that whoever they're following is taking, going to take you off a cliff. You know, you got to follow the things that are laid out and, and, and even your GPS in your car, your phone is wonderful, but sometimes that will lead you astray. Happens every every year, every so often. There's someone in Toronto that gets that, that gets led into a, a streetcar or subway tunnel, you know, that the GPS took them there. You know, well, that's great, but you also have to be circumspect to keep your eyes moving and check your mirrors and 
all those things. Pay attention to where you're going. Read on. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Yeah, in his name, he's going to do it. Now be careful, right? You know, as much as uh, you can ask anything in his name, in his name, and he'll do it. We don't know what to ask for. And you wonder, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, you go over to Acts eight and twenty-three, and it's the Holy Spirit, right? That you know, we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is going to cause whatever vessels He's working with to accomplish the will of Yahweh. He did it all along. He worked with Moses. He worked with Noah. He worked with all those vessels there to accomplish the will of the Father. You know, He did the same thing with Elijah as we went earlier. Or Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. He's working with them to accomplish the will of the Father, to preach the gospel, and to correct correct people when they're off, and to also assure, give that confidence that it is so, that his name is powerful, and that he is the Redeemer. Read on. If ye love me, keep my commandments, yep. and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Yeah, he's not praying the Father that he's going to give you another comforter as H.C. Kinley or anyone else down the line. No, 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 no. He's praying another comforter because he's there in the flesh. They had a great comfort with him physically. He'd feed them, clothe them. He would, he would give them wonderful discourses about the different parables and all these things and stuff. There was something wonderful about him operating in that, in that, in that physical manifestation, right? Mm -hmm. But he's got to go to the Father. He has to go to death, burial, resurrection because it's written of him. He wasn't there to live a, a life of a couple hundred years and all that kind of stuff like that. He's, he's there to take things out of the way and to fulfill. And that's what he accomplished kneeling under the cross, as you read in Colossians, um, first or second chapter, but it's verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you yeah he's dwelling with them he's right there telling them that's Yahshua the messiah while he's in that physical state that spirit the holy spirit's locked up inside himself he's not in the dispensing mode of the holy spirit at this time it's only after death burial resurrection ascension to the father and the assembly in the upper room on the day of pentecost then the holy spirit's poured out he's dwelling with you and shall be what not around you not like the mosaic covenant you know the law where you have it on the doorpost and you have it written on your wrists and you know, it'll be in you, right? That like Jeremiah 31, 31, That's right. right? And you write it on your inward parts. That's the in part of you. That Holy Spirit wasn't going to be on them like a, like you go for a shower and all of a sudden, boy, I feel really good after a shower, after a hard work day and you feel refreshed. But, you know, a couple minutes later, you're getting dirty again, right? Mm -hmm. Or seconds right. later, it doesn't take long. You know, you're getting dirty and all that kind of stuff like that. This is refreshing from the inside. But the spirit of truth, which the world can't receive, they were given great commandments there off, off, the, uh, off the mount there in the Exodus, the 19th chapter, and, and when they exceedingly quaked and all these things they said we do and had the blood of the covenant and that marriage ceremony that took place there, as you see on the Moses chart. And lo and behold, Yahweh was a good husband to them, but they were certainly not, the, not, not, not a good bride, as it were, you know, gone about chasing all kinds of different ideas and, and you know, and, and hey, this golden calf brought us out, and wait, you know, we go up to send spies into Canaan's land, and a whole bunch of the spies came back with a false report, and then they wanted to have captains anointed, picked, so they go back down to Egypt again, well, all those things, you know, over and over and over again, it's not just that center part, but you look through the other chapters where they're 
proven and proven and proven and constantly having the things brought back to remembrance, repetition, repetition. This we've talked about probably Moses on the Southfield class, probably what every 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 Zoom at some point, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and in person, pretty much, right? Yeah. It's not just because we're not we're not selling Moses T-shirts. It's not about right. that piece of it because it's going back because he was told to what he was told to write what he was seeing and, and it sets up that 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 under our understanding for what he saw in that as Yahweh Elohim showed him in that divine in that vision there in the cloud and and set things up that way but then gave him tremendous witnesses as well right you know Moses isn't copyrighted we gotta you know keep go back to Moses and stuff and we get tired oh can we get something different and that's exactly what happened when people went off in some long detour they wanted something a little bit different or someone else's interpretation of something or they want something fresh you know and, and you know fresh is great when it's when it's proven and you it's always been there you didn't know it right it's where someone for example when someone takes you to a scripture verse and they're giving discourse and all of a sudden you know what i never saw blood water spirit 40 in that story before that's something that's fresh for you but it's being there all the time right it's not fresh for you that they took you outside of the book and took you to a completely different menu the spirit of truth which the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him and doesn't hear him but these disciples they know him verse 18 i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you yet yeah. yet a little while and the world seeth me no more but ye see me because i live you shall live also yeah he's speaking about the future tense of what's going to be i i live and you're going to live also why because they see him and he's going to be in them that holy spirit and that's the life that spirit of Yahshua Messiah in you is that life. You know what they say in the book somewhere, I don't know the exact verse, it says, don't fear the, the one that can kill the body, right? Mm -hmm. But fear the one that can cure the body and the spirit or yes. the soul. You know, that's the that's the real fear, you know, like, and, and, and you see that, let's go to Acts uh, 7th chapter. Well. 7 and 1. Let, let's go, let's do this. Let's do, sorry, we will go to 7. But let's go to back to Daniel here and um, let's go uh, to verse 15. Okay, that's Daniel 3 and 15. And uh, King James, but reading. Yep. Now, if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, harp, sackbut, sultry, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that Eloa that shall deliver you out of my hands? That's it. That if you hear the beast in the background, that's my cat. He is not in distress. <laughs> just don't call PETA. Bandit. My cat's fine. He just does not like the kibble, okay? It's my cat bandit. He is fine. <laughs> not having a distresser, just in case you're wondering. That cruel Canadian guy is just got his cat starving while he does a class session. But but there's the there's the threat. Who's that Eloah that's gonna hurt your hands, right? You know, and who's putting that in Nebuchadnezzar's mind and heart to say that? Yeah, we are right there, right? He's putting right there. It's no different than hardening Pharaoh's heart over and over again. He's working with that adversary to accomplish his mission. That he's gonna oh, who's that Eloah is gonna live here? Boy, watch this stand back and see the salvation of Yahweh because I'm gonna, you know, that Eloah is gonna come in there and pull those guys out of that fire. They're gonna be one with that fire that's seven times hotter, right? It's, he's setting up the question and the answer is clear. That's but while well, they're experiencing it, they may not even realize what they're saying. It's, but 
they got to carry on with it. We done? 16? Mm -hmm. 16th verse. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. See, no, no, they're not going to be careful to answer <laughs> trying to please the king. Right? Their tongue, if they're careful, right. they'll try and find some loophole. Oh, look, your 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 law over here says something else or whatever else, right? But but no, they're not careful in answering because they're going to answer with that boldness of that that spirit that's moving upon them. Okay. You know, the Yahweh moved as they spake as they're moved by the Holy Spirit. You read there in uh, 1920 or First Peter, I think it is, right? But they're going to answer not carefully. They're going to speak with all that their makeup was at that time. Yeah, they didn't have the Holy Spirit like on the day of Pentecost, but they had that. They had that faith in Yahweh that that through all the witnesses before them delivered and delivered and delivered and delivered. You know, and that's the power of those witnesses that they're going to speak out of, speak from that position. Read on. If it be so, our Elohim, who we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Yeah. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Yeah. See, that, they're yeah. going to be delivered or not delivered. They're not going to bow down to that graven image. And they're being obedient to the commandment that Yahweh gave them, gave back to their predecessors in Exodus, the 20th chapter. Don't have any graven image. Don't allow Elohim before me or any of those things. You know, they're going to skew to the line and keep that going. And that's so important. They're not going to answer carefully. You know, people you see all the time, the leaders of the day, they're trying to deal with a delicate question. They'll kind of be vague about it. Right, right. On the edges about it. And then you, they give you an answer. And then the analysts afterwards on the news or whatever say, well, they never really answered the question. Right. But no one's going to go back and press them because they've on, on to something else. But these guys, they're going to speak boldly of what's, what's in them. Because that's what they have to do. As, as Saul says there in Romans 1 and 15 or so, all that in him is. He can't speak anything else but the, but the power that Yahweh's made manifest in him. Okay. Uh, Acts, the seventh chapter. Um, I don't really want, I don't really want one, but let's go down near the end of it. Um, stiff neck people. Uh, there you go. Let's go down to, um, 51, 751. And it's X seven and 51. Actually, we'll, we'll jump to 34 first. Is it okay. Stephen's? Stephen basically they, they called and made, made, told people that's gave people money to say it's Stephen blasphemed right and then he has, he has to come out and give an account for those things and you can read about uh, that's in uh, Acts 6 and 11 where they bribed men which said they we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against Elam I just pulled out for reference because I don't want to be speak making up stuff here but they bribed men to say that Stephen had said things that it was blaspheming and Stephen has to give an account and he's going to go back and give a beautiful discourse and going back to Moses and Abraham and all down the line uh 34 734 I have seen I have seen the afflictions of my people which is in Egypt and I have heard their groaning and am come down to deliver them and now come I will send thee into Egypt Yep, and he's gonna, you know, he's heard, and he's gonna send Moses down in Egypt. He's going back and giving the discourse of Moses and so on. Okay, um, uh, jump down to uh, thirty-nine. Okay, thirty-nine. 
to whom our fathers would not obey, but thrust him from them, and in their hearts turned back again into Egypt. Yep, they wanted to go back into Egypt, right? You know, and 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 also bringing some of those those um, negative opinions that they had down in darkness up with them out into the wilderness, right? The things they sure left behind, you know, the the the, the ignorance of not knowing Yahweh and 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 forgetting the witnesses they saw what he did to them with those plagues and that Passover and the death angel and how he provided for them and how he brought them, you know, gave them all kinds of raiment and stuff like that and gold and so gold and all that stuff for what, you know, they think it's for themselves, but it's really to build that tabernacle, but he gives you all the tools and vessels you need to accomplish his will. And you, you know, and we have to, with as long as we have breath in our lungs, do all that we can to, you know, do the things that are appropriate with, with that spirit that's within inside ourselves to work the will that Yahweh has before us, not to use these things for our own personal power and gain. Okay, uh, jump down to 51. 51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, yeah. so do ye. And so, yeah, you know, stiff, uncircumcised of the heart. Well, they, they were circumcised of the flesh because that's all part of that mosaic, uh, part of that uh, covenant back there, the circumcision with Abraham that carried on, right? They're yeah. circumcised of the flesh, but not of the heart. In that day and age, you're not going to open someone's chest open and cut any part of their heart apart. People are going to die. They didn't have the, the, the medicine you have today to do anything like that, needless to say. But that circumcision of the heart is done without hands. It's that you know, having that and having your ear inclined to Yahweh. But they resisted that over and over again. You gone first 30, 52. Which the prophets have not your fathers persecuted. Oh, excuse me. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slayed them, which showed before of the coming of the just one, on whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers. Yep, and Who that, that, would be, that would be very offensive to them, right? They're preaching mm -hmm. the cross as to what? Jews, and it's an offense, right? What do you mean we crucified our Messiah? That's mm -hmm. a stumbling block for them. But not recognizing that was Yahweh's will. He, he brought Yahshua on the scene to go and fulfill those things. He was he was authoring back there beforehand with Moses and all through the creation. When it comes to Yahshua Messiah, he's there to fulfill and take those things out of the way, provide that way of salvation, which was never in those physical works, but as that Holy Spirit may manifest into you, it's poured out on the day of Pentecost, and to those the, the, those Jews who were preached after Pentecost, and then on seven seven years later in Cornelius' house, it's poured out the Gentiles and still being poured out, you know? And some people want to tell you that Pentecost didn't happen until 1994, all kinds of other things like that. That's not that's not so, because those witnesses that paid a heavy price there, that had the Holy Spirit, like Stephen here, who's going to be stoned to death there, you know, and speaking boldly, you know, he's being threatened, he's being examined, and he's calling them out for being stiff-necked. You know, he's not he's not preaching carefully to them to make them happy so he can escape. He's preaching what he had seen and was shown unto him, right? Yeah, there you go. You see the as the highlighter cursor showing down there the persecution uh, series of the plate after the Holy Spirit's part of Pentecost. They had a, they had tremendous things to do, tremendous things to deal with, right? Uh, go down to 54. When they heard these things, they were cut in the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Now that but cutting he, they have in their heart, sorry, I cut you off. No, that cutting fine. they have in their heart here, that's not the circumcision of the heart. 
that the pain in their heart at this point in time, and they got upset and their pride and their ego and, and who is this guy calling us out all these things rather than saying, hey, you know, we did, we were wrong or listen to the discourse and examine these things to see whether true, the, their heart was pricked and they were going to go slay him even more. They got Cain and Abel, right? Abel had a sacrifice on the Yahweh that was pleasing. Cain had one that was not pleasing on the Yahweh. Right. One of one of one brought animals, one brought fruit, whatever. You know, you can go back and check that out. Well, does Cain work at a deal with Abel to, you know, hey, I'll swap you some stuff so I too can have a sacrifice that's pleasing to Yahweh? No, he slays his brother. Right. Rather than come admitting he's wrong, you know, the jealousy or all those different things, you can look reading this, look through the story yourself. He just slays his brother, right? All down the line. He's you know, people are not apt to say they're sorry. They're not apt to say they're wrong. They're not apt to check out things. They That's just right. run with whatever. That's right. You know, over and over and over again. People don't check out stuff. They, they, you know, are also part of a polarization that has taken place in a lot of the world. Either this or you're that. But you're no one's really looking to see what the background is, the platform, or right or wrong. It's from a physical standpoint. But really, it's Yahweh through Yahshua Messiah is that way, the truth, the life that cuts through all of that stuff, which you see there on the apostasy section of the church, the second over from the right-hand side, right? There, there he is, you know, that carnal orders is restored. Well, that, that, what's that? That's that satanic spirits trying to bring those things that were fulfilled back into favor to give people something to distract them with orders of service and all those things. And then the apostasy, you got all the different churches and stuff like that. It doesn't mean the people that go to church are wrong. I'm not against those people. It's the doctrine of those wicked ones that are they're knowing the truth but hiding it and not preaching the truth. That's that's the issue, right? You know, there's there's lots of wonderful people in, in, in churches and various places in the world and so forth. And yeah, we have mercy on them, that piece of it. But you you know, but it's the doc people that are locked in that doctrine, they get it, so they just can't leave. And oh, how you can't leave with our traditions. We always do this, we always do Christmas or we do. Uh, Lord's suppers or baptisms and all these things, right? And, and for people, that's tremendous. Well, our family's always done it. We've always been Methodists or Lutherans or Catholics or Christian, whatever. To have that upright, that causes tremendous friction in family. But at the end of the day, if you're living a lie, you got to get out of it. You don't. You can't live your lie, live, live a lie in this world, especially when the truth is being exposed and shared. Um, Fifty-five. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, that's Stephen. Yep. Keep going. Looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of Yahweh and Yahshua standing on the right hand of Yahweh. Oh yeah, he's he's seeing Yahshua on the right hand side of Yahweh. There, he you know these guys are about to about to finish him off in the flesh, but in the spirit he's seeing that glory of of Yahweh being made manifest through Yahshua the Messiah. That salvation. Read on. And said, "Behold, I see the heavens open." And the son of man standing on the right hand of Yahweh. And he declared what he had saw in the vision that he's having there before he died. And he's declaring it. He's not keeping it to himself either. He declared all those things that he was shown to the witnesses. And now he's declaring that vision that he saw. But Yahshua on the right hand side. And boy, they really want to finish him off. Boy, they're, they're getting really excited with this guy now. He's not making them happy at all. Right? They have to kill him in the physical but why? To give a witness unto us that you got to preach with every every breath you've got. You got to preach Joshua Messiah and, and and keep motoring on with that as best you can. And if you see people struggling, get down to their level and lift them up. That's right. In the gospel, in the truth, or if they're confused, look at it together. Check out those definitions, as Georgia mentioned, the bow, 
Baal, Baal, you know, you look in your Bible, if you don't check it out, you won't know that it's a reference to the Lord, right? You just roll on through there, think of Baal in the Bible, Lord, the same thing in the, in the way the Bible is written, but until those two names are in there. Read on. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. What a frenzy they're worked up. And they, they don't want to hear any more of this stuff. They're just vomiting all over themselves with their own ignorance. They would kill him, right? Read on. And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name, excuse me, whose name was Saul. Well, and they there's Saul back there. What's he doing back there? He, was, he wrote all those wonderful stories later on. Not stories. He gave a wonderful testimony through the Hebrews and the uh, Philippians and Corinthians. He hadn't been converted yet. He still had that, that he was still under that, under that law of Moses. And so he had a zeal for that. He had letters to go persecute. He wasn't persecuting of his own. He had letters from the kings and the rulers. Right? He wasn't going without his backing and his as his witnesses. However, yeah, we had a plan for him. He had to bring him in. Right, those those apostles there, they, they drew lots and they selected Matthias. That's not what Yahweh had in mind. He had Saul in mind. He's got to bring in a eunuch and he's got to demonstrate that conversion. So those that hated him for killing all those brothers that they had, then also had to love him as an equal because they all have that same Holy Spirit. And that's that love is the greatest commandment, as the second speaker was talking about. You know, know his name, and and it's about love thy brethren. And love is a tough thing, right? You know, we all can say it so easily. And in a relationship, you can say, oh, I love you, honey. I love you, honey. Or you're meeting people or if you're dating, whatever, it's the first thing coming out of your mouth or the second or third thing is I love you. And next thing you know, and, and, the, and the woman or the whatever, you know, takes it and oh, that's like, he loves me. Oh, but, but there hasn't been any manifestation of any deeds of that love of caring, mutual planning, consideration, respect, honesty. It's just a beautiful word, but you got to live it out. And, and brethren have to live it out. And Yahshua Messiah certainly lived it out by taking, uh, dying a death of an outcast dog to take those things. And you see all those guys preaching that gospel, preaching those things they saw and heard, not leaving it to chance by any means. And lo and behold, he, um, you know, Stephen, Stephen's time is up over there, right? And, you know, and he said, listen, you know, uh, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Don't lay the, he said to Yahshua, don't lay this into their charge, right? He's a, he's a loving, forgiving soul, even though he's being stoned by them, right? And Moses did the same thing. He said, bought my name out of the book, Yahweh, right? <laughs> that was a part of the plan. But, but they're demonstrating that love of, of who they're working with and so forth, that they gave that testimony. And, the, and while he's giving that discourse, there was hope that some of them may be changed, you know, right? And Saul's the witness of that. He's right there with the cloak and laid not to the charge. And lo and behold, Yahweh worked with the Holy Spirit, worked with Saul and gave him a vision of revelation of the road to Damascus and brought him in the fold. And boy, they were lying for waiting for him in Jerusalem, right? Uh, 26 uh, Acts. I, I know that the time's racing along here. Um, uh, 26 and, um, and let's go to 16. I know that, you know, the earlier in the 26th of Acts, thank, thank you, I see the message. Uh, earlier, you know, we'll start at 16 just for sake of time, 26 and 16. 26 and 16, but right, rise. We got to do 15, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Acts 26 and you said 15. Yes, please. And I said, who art thou, Rabbi? I, I'm ringing out the King James Version, That's excuse fine. me. I'm all good, yep. And he said, I am Yahshua, whom thou persecuted. 
That's so, that's mm -hmm. so important. Huh? You want to know who's speaking and who's saying what, right? What thus saith Yahweh or thus saith or some priest or whatever else. What, you know, Saul's asking, well, you know, who art thou, right? Wonderful question to ask. Just like Thomas said, hey, show it. We don't know. Show us the way, right? And then it has to be explained. You know, is there in there? Yahshua's explaining, I am Yahshua of Nazareth, whom not persecuted. What? Yahshua the Messiah is already dead and gone in the flesh, but that Holy Spirit that was poured out took up residence in all those sons on the day of Pentecost, and then Saul's persecuting them, Stephen and, and Peter, and he's, he's persecuting them, that they have that new name, as you can read about in Revelations. You know, that that only ones that's going to know that name is him who receiveth. You know, they're not changing their ID to Yahshua, but they're the Yahshua in the spirit that's operating through them. Okay? Uh, 16. Yes, he says, sorry. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have a appeared unto thee for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which in the which i will appear unto thee get up right stand on thy feet and who's you know he's who's able to keep him from falling you know yahweh 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 through yahshua is going to be able to keep us from falling right get on your feet for appeared unto thee for this purpose there's a reason behind why he's doing this with saul to make of thee a minister, right? To preach of those things he's seen and a witness of what? That change that's going to take place that he took him from persecuting the assembly to then lifting up the assembly and loving the assembly and laying his and getting beaten and scorned and dealing with all those things. So what? He could help preach the gospel. Not, not that he could raise up and be a powerful person and take all the glory. No, no, no. It's to preach that gospel, right? Uh, 17 delivering thee from the people and from the nations unto whom now I send thee. Yep, and he's going to send him out to all the nations, and he traveled, right? Those guys, you know, go ye therefore. He wasn't part of that great commission back there, but when you're in that spirit, he then is grafted into that commission mm -hmm. to go out and send him. He's going to send them out to all those nations. And you read about Colossians and Hebrews, and, and those are written in Philippians, whatever, and uh, Corinthians. Those are places that he went to where he's given the discourse. To do what? To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, to turn them from the adversary, where they're using, you know, Adonai and bringing the name of Yahweh to not, because Yahweh had, you know, Yahshua there in the 17th chapter, you know, he kept those that were his in the name. Why? The name wasn't being used back there. He had to bring it back to their attention by preaching Yahweh, because they would see the Yad, Hey, Wahe, the YH, the Tetragrammaton with diacritical marks, and they would insert that name. They would insert something, you blow right over it, you know. Adonai, Adonai. Well, no, no, no. It's Yahweh. He's, he did. He raised up Pharaoh for his namesake. Uh, skip over to uh, twenty. Acts twenty six and twenty. Yes. But showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the nations that they should repent and turn to Yahweh and do works fitting for repentance. That speaks of a change, right? Before he would have been on them for not doing a circumcision or not do, you know, or not doing a supper. But now he's doing works fit for repentance. It wasn't those sacrifices and those circumcisions and all those things, right? Now it's work, you know, that you repent and turn to Yahweh and do works fit for repentance, which is what? Hey, I was wrong. I had that, I was, I was operating... In this dispensation, using the things in the other dispensation, for example, or I was I was mistreating my brethren, or all those different things. Okay, uh, and that uh, twenty-one. 
for these causes. The Jews caught him in the temple and went about to kill me. Yep, just the same thing. He was there at the witness too with Stephen. Now they're out there to keep, uh, out there to kill him. But you know, we always need who our sufficiency isn't of ourselves, it's of Yahweh. Verse twenty-two. Having therefore obtained help of Yahweh, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to the small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Oh man, he's preaching Moses too. That's right. From morning to night and the prophets so he's staying in the book in that volume of the book right all that we can do in this day and age is, is preach the things we've seen and heard and look at the witnesses that are in the book the law and the testimony and you look at those those eyewitnesses that are they're evident you look at nature the creation and all that, that stuff anyway um thank you very much for the opportunity i was just sufficient to sit here and listen to everybody else and uh anyway love you guys peace in yashua hallelujah hallelujah Thank you very much, Dr. Vamanjia. We really enjoyed that. And that does bring a conclusion to our uh, lecture for today. Remember, our green chart lectures are every other Thursday. So the next green chart lecture will be on September the 2nd and we'll be covering the arterial circle of Willis. And that will be by Dr. Sharon Lewis of the Southfield, Michigan branch. And one other announcement before we go, I received information today from Dr. Felicia Smith of the Dallas branch. They are having a symposium December 10th through the 12th, 2021. The room rate is 129 a night. The registration fee is $25. And the hotel is called the Hilton Dallas Plano Granite Park Hotel. Uh, once the website, the registration website is up, we will send that out. I will be sending that out to our distribution list, all the information. But once again, that's the Dallas branch is having a symposium December 10th through the 12th in Dallas, in, in Dallas, Texas. And once again, we want to thank all our brethren for visiting with us. We enjoyed you and we're always happy to see you here. And we want to um, also acknowledge our brethren that have uh, come back, that Yahweh has allowed to come back. Dr. Perry, we welcome you back, our sister, and you're always welcome here. So thank you for joining us. We hold our classes here every Tuesday and Thursday on Zoom from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. and on Sundays from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Let us all bow in our hearts and minds for a moment of prayer, which is our doxology unto Yahshua the Messiah. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power before now, before all time now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah.